beautiful for Christ, we are useful to Christ, cause we're youthful for Christ, and the day with Sepia Snuddies. <laughs> Welcome to the Youthful for Christ podcast, a place where you hear what God has to say to you. Yes, we are youthful for Christ, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And at Youthful for Christ, we bear the yoke in our youth. Youthful for Christ, you're welcome. Whenever you want to hear God talk to you, there's just one place to be and that is the Youthful for Christ podcast. And today, the 28th day of May 2021, wherever you're listening from, I say grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I welcome you to another splendid episode of What God Says to You Today, the podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, a place where you hear what God says to you. There have been variety of Christian views on poverty and wealth. At one end of the spectrum is a view which casts wealth and materialism as an evil to be avoided and even combated. At the other end is a view which casts prosperity and well-being as a blessing from God and there has been confusion in between. And so on today's episode we will be looking at this interesting topic, wealth and Christianity wealth and christianity and on today's episode we'll be considering this point we're going to understand what it means to be wealthy and what riches is all about on today's episode we'll also consider can a person be a real christian and still be rich we'll also see what god says about money and we'll also talk about the two most common scripture that freaks christian out about money and also very importantly on today's episode we'll be discussing about the four kingdom keys to becoming a christian billionaire i'm sure you're waiting for this whoever you are you want to be a billionaire you want to be a christian on today's episode we're going to talk about the four kingdom keys to becoming a christian billionaire and just like ever before i'm sure you won't want to miss this so wherever you are just sit back go nowhere we'll be back after this short break it is what god says to you today brought to you by the youth for christ podcast a place where you hear what god says to you You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God.
And so our thoughts on today's episode will be taken from 3 John verse 2. We're going to be reading from 3 John 1 verse 2 and it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's 3 John 1 verse 2 from the New King James Version. God intends for everyone to thrive economically. He wants us to find provision and basic need for our daily life. He also desires for us to enjoy the wealth and abundance of His generosity. Furthermore, God's Word has ample resources to provide all we need. However, in the fallen world we inhabit, many people do not experience God's abundant provision. Others find their needs are met, but not, but only at great cost, emotionally, emotional, physical, rationally, relational, environmental, moral, or spiritual, to themselves and those around them. Then there are still other people who attain significant economic wealth, but this is gained through harming others or themselves. Whatever situation we find ourselves in economically, Questions and concern about God's intent and role in provision and wealth weigh heavily on almost every Christian's mind. Such matters are to the fore in the lives of rich and poor, employer, employee, and job seeker, student, parent, and retiree, homeowner, tenant, and homeless person. Fortunately, this concern for the economic is matched by the priority it is given in scripture. Indeed, provision and wealth are far from peripheral issues in the Bible. They occupy a large share of both the Old and New Testament and are prominent in the Gospel. And that is what we'll be discussing on today's episode as we talk about wealth and Christianity and the promises to be a mind-opening one. It promises to be inspiring. Now, what is the difference between wealth and riches? As Christians, it is important to understand our material world from God's point of view. And this is precisely what David Cotter address, addresses in his chapter in the book for the list of this, a biblical answer to poverty. There he defines wealth as follows. Wealth will be defined as a suitable accumulation of resources and possessions of value. Under the simple definition, one is wealthy to the extent that one has sufficient food of good quality, clothing appropriate to keeping warm or cold and shelter for protection from the element. In a modern economy, this definition is often extended to include access to safe and reliable transportation and communication that enables one to work. Wealth includes adequate physical possessions to live and flourish as a human being created in the image of God. And it is also it and it also requires a specific heart attitude towards the purpose of possessions. What constitutes the person's basic needs 
has changed throughout history and this needs to it needs to vary widely from location to location culture to culture and tribe to tribe but the key for today's question is to know if god has given you the basic of what you need to live and flourish as a human being then you are wealthy by his standards wealthy in the sense of being materially equipped to pursue a fruitful life in the world god created David Kotha also states that in the Bible, wealth and riches are often used interchangeably, but he draws a spiritual distinction between the two regarding the heart attitude of their possessors. According to Kotha, riches corresponds with self-indulgent heart while the world they see themselves as stewards of God's gift and manage their possessions in ways that honor him for example the riches of the young ruler in luke chapter 18 verse 18 to 25 skewed his thinking and blocked his union with christ but lydia but lydia a dealer in expensive purple clothes as we can see in acts chapter 16 verse 14 worshipped the lord with an open heart and was baptized appreciating your material wealth as a blessing from god to be used in ways that glorify him is one thing but when this same world separates you from god and stifles your spiritual growth then this is an altogether different matter jesus is speaking to the negative aspect of riches in the parable of the sower when he wants that we can be choked by life's worries and riches and pleasures if we allow wealth to have the bigger part of us And why Psalm 24 verse 1 says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There are many, in quote, hyper-holy Christians who still say, take the word and give me Jesus. You hear many hyper-holy Christians, they, they, they tell you that take the word and give me Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus. I don't care about anything in this world. And, and there are many people who see wealth as worldly and others see poverty as being spiritual and there's so much confusion in between and the question is can a person be a real christian and still be rich can a person be a real christian and still be rich when we come back from this break we'll be considering that point don't go anywhere we'll be back shortly this is what god says to you today brought to you by the youthful for christ podcast a place where you hear what god says to you We'll be back shortly. Hello everyone around the world. I'm Reverend Crown Obihanda, Senior Pastor of Shortsville International Christian Center. Keep listening to What God Says to You Today, a podcast by Youth for Christ Team. A place where you hear what God says to you. God bless you. You're welcome back from that break and thank you. Stay tuned. That's Reverend Crown Obioha, the senior pastor, Shore City International Christian Center. 
thank you so much for indulging the youtube for christ podcast the lord will continue to bless you and so we've been talking about wealth and christianity and now we want to talk about if a person can be a real christian and still be rich can a person be a real christian and still be rich now everyone it seems wants to be rich can a christian be rich and still be a real christian after all many people say jesus was poor many people say the apostles too were poor and many people talk about jesus telling the young rich ruler to sell all that he had and give to the poor and so they ask this question can a person be a real christian and still be be rich not unreasonably many people in cyprus believe that a person cannot be both christian and rich so why nearly all greeks think of themselves as christians they they also are afraid of being real christians because no one wants to be poor the bible deals a lot with riches the ideal in proverbs is a middle amount of wealth and in proverbs chapter 30 verse 8 to 9 we read it says give me neither poverty nor riches feed me with the food you prescribe for me lest i be full and deny you and say who is the lord or lest i be poor and steal and profane the name of my god that's proverbs chapter 8 30 verse 8 and 9. the apostle paul wrote that he had learned how to be he had learned how to be content with both poverty and abundance and in philippians chapter 4 verse 12 to 13 he says i know how to get along with with humble means and i also know how to live in prosperity i have learned the secret both of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need i can do all things through him who strengthens me jesus had rich friends who helped support him when you look at luke chapter 8 verse 3 you will see the friends of jesus who were who were rich and who supported his ministry he did not tell them to give all their money away and be poor wealth according to the bible is like fire good but dangerous everyone sees the good so the bible warns us about the danger and danger number one is the desire to get rich in first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 we see the danger of getting rich and danger number two is worry about money the worry about money can cloud our heart and take over our mind and everything and in matthew chapter 6 verse 25 to 34 jesus warned us about the danger to worry about money and danger three is trusting in wealth rather than god and luke chapter 16 verse luke chapter 12 verse 16 to 21 we will see the danger of trusting in our wealth and danger number four is loving money as your god when no man can actually serve two masters in matthew chapter 6 verse 24 jesus said that we cannot have two masters we cannot serve both money and god and danger number five is using your money to oppress the poor and james warns us in james chapter 2 verse 6 and also it is said in isaiah chapter 3 verse 15 amos chapter 6 
Romans chapter 2 verse 6 to 7 that we should not use our money to intimidate the poor wise men fear the temptations that wealth brings so the ideal rich man in the bible is job now the question again can a person be a real christian and still be rich your guess is as good as mine yes yes and yes a person can be a real christian and still be rich now let us consider job the ideal rich man in the bible is job he never loved his wealth more than god he used it freely to help others when you see job 31 you will see all that job did to help those who were less privileged in his time but now how do we test if job really 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 was a christian despite his wealth but when he lost all in one day he still revered god and after job had proven his love for god god made him rich again so a man can be rich and love god one can be a real christian and be rich but the truth is it is not easy it is not easy the bible says an experience confirms it jesus knew that the rich young ruler would not obey the most important thing he told him which was come which was come follow me if he kept his wealth if the man had kept his wealth he could not obey the instruction that jesus said come and follow me that was why jesus instructed him to sell all he had and come and follow him and that is not applicable to everybody now let us consider abraham abraham who was the wealthiest and most influential in his days still worked with god in holiness and righteousness and still there are many people there are many christians who ignorantly think that wealth and riches and affluence are worldly it is not it is not the goal of getting rich is a foolish goal now what you should ask yourself is what is the motive behind you getting rich what is the motive behind you getting wealth? why do you want to be rich that is when we would know if it is good or bad the goal of getting rich is a foolish goal you can't take it with you in first Timothy chapter 6 verse 7 we saw how the apostle was instructing the people the instructing timothy and others no one needs to have millions of euros or millions or thousands of naira to live a purpose-driven life a wise man prays for his daily bread and if we have food and covering with this we shall be content first timothy chapter 6 verse 8 now a man can be rich and be one a man can be rich and be one of God's general. One can indeed be rich and still be a Christian, but no one can worship God and mammon. So that is why Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, he didn't rule out riches. He didn't condemn riches. He didn't rule it out. He first of all told us what to do and when he said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and then he said then when you do that you have cleared the way for all other things to fall in and when you are seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and when other things are falling you are sure to handle them in the right way
you're sure to handle them in the right way now when we come back from this break we're going to consider what god says about money what does god say about wealth riches and money don't go anywhere we'll be back shortly Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will bear the yoke in all youths. You're welcome back from that break and thank you for staying tuned so far. So we've been discussing about wealth and Christianity. And the question is, what does the Bible say about money? And it is paramount for us to understand that God doesn't rule out his children being rich. In fact, the Bible said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Imagine if your father is the president of a nation. How can you be living like a commoner so god doesn't rule out riches doesn't rule out wealth everything belongs to him and when you consider our test well where we took our test third john chapter third john verse 2 it says beloved i be, be beloved i i wish that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers in other words our soul is prospering in that same way our body and everything around us physically has to drive with it so god doesn't rule out money but then there are many things god said about money just like we said that money is like fire and the fire the the the, the, the fireplace of money is like fire and fire should be in its fireplace when fire goes out of its fireplace then somebody would get will get burnt so that is how money is money is good but it is also dangerous when it goes out of control and that is why god gave us many guidelines and instructions about wealth and in first timothy chapter 6 verse 17 to 18 these are instructions for the wealthy and it reads finally command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but to put their hope in god who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment command them to do good to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share that is first timothy chapter 6 17 to 18 now when your season of material wealth arrives if it hasn't already this first timothy chapter 6 to 17 passage is telling you to do the following four things i'm going to be listing out now if you're waiting for your riches or if you are in wealth already this is what you should do now the first thing to do the first commandment of god is don't become arrogant don't become arrogant 
work hard and become successful in life but don't think of yourself as better than others because of your material wealth in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 Moses reminds us but remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and let me tell you something that you have money today you're wealthy it's not that you you are the most hardworking. it's not that you are wise it is not that you are brilliant it is not that you you, you did anything that is different from what other people are doing it's not that you are smart it is not any of this it is Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 it is the Lord God who has given you the ability to produce wealth so don't become arrogant because of your money and the second thing is that don't put your hope in your wealth don't put your hope in your wealth Proverbs chapter 23 verse 5 says cast but a glance at riches and they are gone for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle now it says look at money today and when you turn your eyes again to look at it it is gone it is like the wind it doesn't last a good job or business and its steady earnings can be here today and gone tomorrow so don't hope on your wealth don't put your hope on riches don't put your hope on the money you have but only hope in god who is everlasting and now the third thing you should know and do is that be rich in good deeds don't just be rich in material things don't just be rich in currency be also rich in good things a good deed is a free and voluntary act of service toward another person doing good deeds for others is the fruit of your salvation in Jesus Christ Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works now what is the essence of your money if it is not for doing good deeds now if your money is used for oppressing people you are not getting it right your money should not be used for anything negative it should be used for good deeds the reason why God has placed you in that position is that you use your position use your wealth and your riches for good deeds and also the last thing to know is that you should be generous and willing to share generous people are synergistic they build organizations and contribute to the success of others now think about it who wants to do business with someone who only thinks nobody nobody wants to be a friend of best who only thinks and never gives back in return nobody so when you have anything in your possession you should be generous and willing to share and I must remind you here that you don't need to have the whole money in the whole world to be generous and be willing to share that little thing you have can be used to help somebody you don't have to get everything in this world to be willing to share and be generous so whatever God has placed in your hand it is paramount that you use it to do what God has ordered you to do it is paramount that you don't become arrogant that you don't put your hope and trust in wealth you you be rich in good deeds and you be generous to everybody 
that is around you. Now, despite all those things in the Bible, despite the commandments, despite everything we have seen so far, despite all the people who we have considered in the Bible that are rich, Abraham, Job, and now the question is why are most Christians freaking out when it comes to money and riches? Why are most Christians freaking out about money? Why do many people still have that mentality that Christianity don't want us to be rich? Why do many people still think that you cannot be a real Christian and be wealthy? Why do many people still equate wealth with worldliness and poverty with spirituality? Why do many people still say that Jesus don't want us to have possessions in this world? Why? When we come back from this break, we're going to consider all these facts and we're going to really see if it is true or not. Don't go anywhere, we'll be back shortly. You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27. Because at Youthful for Christ, we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. You're welcome back from the break. Thank you. We're still talking about wealth and Christianity. So now we want to talk about why are Christians weird about money? Christians are real weird about money. And why is it? Why is it so? Why do many churches don't want to talk or act like businesses? Congregations get uncomfortable when pastors preach on money and giving and individuals don't want to acknowledge that any one of us make money in the first place. Now, why is all this? I'm sure it's an extremely widespread and complex issue, but today on this episode we'll be addressing the basics. Now, let's talk about the two most common passages of scripture that have freaked Christians out about money wealth and prosperity now what are these two most common passages of scripture that is freaking christian out of money now the first is money is the root of all evil i say it again money is the root of all evil have you ever heard the bible verse money for money is the root of all evil have you heard it if you have heard it i have never heard it because it doesn't exist it doesn't exist this verse is quoted constantly as a caution against having too much money and most every 
one christian and non-christian alike have heard of it but it isn't even a verse at all you can search the whole bible you won't find it where it is said that money is the root of all evil i've read the bible from cover to cover i've read the gospels i've read the epistles i've read everything you can't find it where it's said that money is the root of all evil or perhaps what many people want to say or quote is first Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 now let us read that particular portion of the scripture now what does he say he said for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs that's first timothy chapter 6 verse 10 niv now when you go back to that bible portion you will see it for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and it is not money money is not the root of all evil in fact the bible said that money answered all things king solomon said money answered all things so money itself is not inherently good or bad it is just an object a means of exchange it can't be anything other than what it is but it can mean something different to you if you let it it can be elevated into something it's not if you let it it can become success security joy self-worth love if you let it be now notice the second and far less often quoted part of the verse it says for some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs some people eager for money have left the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs you see that it is not the money that is the problem it is the love for the money that's why God instructed us that we should do what we should love only him we should love the Lord our God with all our heart soul might and everything within us so it is not the money it is the love of the money it is the love of the money now the second verse that freaks most Christians out when it comes to money and wealth is the statement that Jesus made in Matthew chapter 19 verse 24 the rich man versus the camel <laughs> now this is the time for the big one again I tell you quoting Matthew 16 verse 24 the words of Christ again I tell you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God wow this one is extra scary because these are the words of jesus himself now matthew chapter 19 verse 24 is quoted often and more accurately than one than our previous passage even if you go up a verse and read matthew 19 23 it doesn't get much better now let us read matthew um 19, let us see what Matthew 10 23 says. Say then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Matthew 10 23. Wow. So what are you thinking now? What are you thinking? But what Jesus actually is saying is the same thing as we saw in where we took as we saw in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3 to 10. You don't trust your money. You don't put your trust in your money. And when you do, 
it will be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than you who put your trust in money to enter the kingdom of God that is the interpretation of that verse now you know how hard it is for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle then imagine it will be harder for anyone who trusts in money other than God to enter the kingdom of God the Bible is told of the rich fool who after he invested and filled his barn with his, with his crops and everything he sat down and he said oh my soul sit relax this is what your hand have brought to you enjoy and Jesus said you fool today you will die and all those things you have worked for someone else will come and take it so wealth and Christianity Christianity doesn't stop you from being wealthy doesn't stop you from having riches doesn't stop you from becoming who you want to be the world is telling you that you should never put your trust and hope in your money Proverbs chapter 35 and 6 say trust in the Lord only with all your heart and lay not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path trust in the Lord and not your money and so after saying that it is possible for a person to be a real Christian and still be rich after seeing Abraham how wealthy he was and after seeing Job how he was the greatest in his time now it is time for us to go to the big one I want to share with you four kingdom keys to becoming a Christian billionaire don't you want to be a billionaire for Christ don't you want to be rich and still be a billionaire wherever you are don't go anywhere sit back don't miss this we'll be back shortly after this break this is what god says to you today brought to you by the youtube for christ podcast the place where you hear what god says to you the youth for christ team would love to hear from you so after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youths. Okay, you welcome back from the break and thank you for staying tuned so far and now we are the brothers and the sisters and the Christian youth and young men and women who want to make it big and still be a Christian where are you we're going to be sharing I'm going to be sharing the four kingdom keys to becoming a Christian billionaire four kingdom keys for success so wherever you are don't miss this and so the four kingdom keys for success like you know will not be taken from any other business book or seminar or anything other than the book of all books nowhere else but scripture now let us go to genesis chapter 1 verse 28 that is where you will get the four kingdom keys to becoming a christian billionaire genesis 1 verse 28 and I read from the New King James Version. It says, But God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. 
have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth that's genesis chapter 1 verse 28 from the new king james version now we're talking about the four kingdom keys to success kingdom keys to success and the key number one just like we have seen in genesis 1 28 the bible said have dominion in verse 26 we see dominion we see dominion now the word the first is dominion and what does it mean to have dominion it means to govern to rule to control and to manage and to manage so key number one is be fruitful then god blessed them and god said to them number one be fruitful be fruitful now god said to adam after creation said be fruitful and not be seedful now when you look at the original word fruitfulness doesn't mean having children when you go back and see i don't we don't have time to much we have much time to do that you see that fruitfulness doesn't always mean um having children or procreation god said be fruitful and be fruitful does not mean be seedful this word means to be productive to be fruitful means to be productive god's first command to man is to be productive and i want you to know that poverty is not the absence of self-production poverty sorry is the absence of self-production poverty is the absence of self-production poverty doesn't necessarily mean those who lack and those who are destitute and poverty means the non-productive ones to be poor means to be non-productive the command god gave to man is to produce is to be fruitful now when you have your seed and you keep it your your seed cannot be of any benefit to you unless it becomes fruitful unless it produces. so the first command god gave to man is to produce now I want you to consider this. God never gave a God never gave man chairs or tables. He never did. He hid it in the trees. He hid it in the trees. The chair and the tables we have today, God didn't give us God. It was hidden in the trees. So it was when man began to produce that chairs and tables came out. What about the shoes we wear, the belt and the leather? God didn't give us shoes, leather belt. He hid it in the cows, in their skin and all of this. You see, poverty means lack of creativity. And I want you to know today that no money has left the planet. It is still hovering around us. All you need is something to bring it to your own self. So don't just be seedful, be fruitful. That thing you have, let it produce something and the second kingdom key is multiply now after you have produced something to multiply means to reproduce what you have produced now unless you reproduce you will still die of starvation you will still die a pauper you still die in poverty because what you have produced is your seed so you need to do what to multiply it now what you cannot reproduce will soon die what you cannot reproduce will soon die. So the second key is that you multiply what you have produced. And then the third key to kingdom success is replenish. The word replenish means to distribute. 
no matter how good your product is and no matter how they are you cannot make it unless you distribute you cannot have a warehouse that is filled with goods and then you lock it and say you want to hit big and say you want to be rich and wealthy no you have to redistribute you have to reproduce you have to take it to where it is needed you have to take it to those who want it those who you have produced it for those who are in need of it so the second key is that you replenish you redistribute and lastly the fourth key to kingdom success is that you subdue to subdue means to control you don't just go to the market for competition you go in for domination you go in for domination you subdue you subdue you be in charge that's why it is good you don't necessarily to have you don't necessarily need to have an idea of your own all you have to do is to do what is to have something different now it is said that extra, the extra and ordinary is what makes things extraordinary the ordinary thing everybody is doing all you have to do is just to add a little extra and then you become extraordinary and so the key word today is that what are you doing with the gift god has given to you are you keeping it like that servant who went to hit his talent you cannot hit big if you don't reproduce if you don't multiply if you don't replenish and if you don't subdue and so on today's episode we've been discussing so far about wealth and christianity and we have seen that a person can be a real christian and become rich and wealthy and still serve god we have seen also that it is not anything bad to have money as a christian we have seen also that god's intention and um, and we for us is that we prosper and be in good health just as our soul prospers and also we have considered the two most common scripture that freaks most christian out when it comes to money and just lastly we've seen the four kingdom keys to becoming a christian billionaire to becoming a christian billionaire and i'm sure this has been inspiring so far and mind opening okay 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 we've come to the end of today's episode and thank you for staying tuned so far thank you for listening to the youth for christ podcast i want you to know that the youth for christ team would love to hear from you so just click on that plus button and send us a voice message and let us know how the youth for christ podcast has been of an impact to you and just before we go i'd like to leave this close line to you whoever you are wherever you are whatever you do and whatsoever you believe Jesus Christ, the sovereign Lord over all, is coming back again, this time not as a savior, but as a king to rule and reign over all. So if you have not, repent now and believe the gospel. Repent now and believe the gospel. Thank you so much. I remain your anchor, Kachko Intati. We'll meet again next episode. I say grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you and goodbye.
You have listened to what God says to you today, a podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, and we believe it has highly imparted and richly blessed you. Please make sure you stay tuned every Friday for new and inspiring episodes. Thank you.